0: welcome back to the raisin rad podcast with joe and emma Radosovich. this is season three where we're talking about homeschooling
1: yes
0: or schooling education education (laughs) home education today we're talking about influences so uh i'm not sure if i have any but she thinks i might so thanks for joining us So, I'm like the host with the questions. Today, we're Ooh, talking about cool. influences. Yeah. So, like who... So, I'm curious. Just like... Yeah, I'm curious. Let's start at the beginning. What were your initial influences? My initial
1: influences. So, I obviously... Um, we talked about last week <clears throat> that I wasn't homeschooled. So, I got went into this like totally blind. Like I have no idea. Yeah what's happening here but we we're gonna do preschool with our oldest and so i think mainly um pinterest oh no not pinterest what was it back then pinterest did not exist there was another thing where you could like save like ideas of stuff
0: and this was been two thousand. this would
1: have been 2011.
0: 11. save ideas
1: yeah it wasn't pinterest it was something else pinterest came later yeah, that is going to drive me nuts. So wow. I remember it. Anyway, so I don't know if I was I don't know how I I I discovered it, but the first my first homeschool influence was a blogger um and her uh her thing is called um Confessions of a Homeschooler. I think of her blog is called Confessions of a Homeschooler. Was
0: that the Amish lady? She... <laughs> I
1: was like who? i was
0: teasing. There's no <laughs> Amish, Amish homeschooler.
1: Um uh, yeah, her name is Erica. I think it's Arndt or Erica, hmm. something with an AR. I I can't quite remember. I mean, her blog still exists. She's still homeschooling. Probably has a high school graduate by now, I would think. Um, but she had a letter of the week curriculum that you could buy, um, you know, print off, laminate, use it. And I still use that curriculum. I still use all of her letter of the week activities wow. for my youngest learner and um i now use it differently i combine it with other things and i use it differently than just like straight as she had it but her you know plans her book lists everything like that was my first taste of um somebody she had i think she has five kids so it was like you know large family um <laughs> i believe she's a christian Okay. So like that was my first influence was reading her blog and using her things. And she's a little bit more, I would say school at home kind of person. Like they use a lot of workbooks and stuff like that, but just kind of getting my feet wet with like, Oh, so this is like what a day can look like, or this is what like you do. Yeah. Um, was kind of cool. So that was my first homeschool influence. And then as like, Ellie got older and it was like time to like actually do formal school then the first person I went to was your mom and she gave me the best advice I've ever received which was don't look at everything you can possibly find which is hard for me because I'm like but I want to find the perfect thing she was like go to this website pick something out and start with that And that's what I did. So the website was Timberdoodle. We just got their catalog for the year, um, like two days ago. Yeah. So I still get their catalog. And I don't always use or order curriculum from them, but I do love looking through their catalog at, like, their supplemental things and, like, their games and stuff. Yeah. That's my favorite part of their catalog now. But I did start there. We started with, like, um, math and stuff from there. Um, and so that was like really great advice again, just to kind of like start, start somewhere sort of thing, you know, and don't get so caught up in, um, all the choices. Just, just start in one place Yeah. or you, you'll never begin if you just like literally try to look at every option possible. So uh, those are my first way, influences.
0: By the way, I need to interrupt. If you're hearing weird noises, it's cause I'm petting our dog on my <laughs> He's lap. Like, and he's panting. just, like, super excited right yeah, now. Yeah, he's wound and up. So I'm petting him to try and keep him quiet, <laughs> or else he might be whining at us. Okay, so those were your first yeah, influences. Yeah, those were
1: my first influences. Um, and, yeah, I don't really remember reading any homeschool books right at first, Um. That wasn't something that interested me. Yeah. It's still not something that interests me. I was going
0: to say, you don't read a whole I don't lot read, of Yeah, there's books. a reason
1: for that. But um, those are my earliest influences. I think uh, the next one that kind of came for me at Influence was The Unlikely Homeschool. Um, here's my announcement right now. I no longer follow The Unlikely Homeschool and do not recommend her to anybody. However, <laughs> at the time, um, I really enjoyed her um like booklet she has great booklets i will say her booklets are great on her blog and um she pointed me i think to a couple of like curriculum that i didn't really know about and again i don't even know how i stumbled upon her like yeah. i don't know what i was looking for um but that was an early influence for me too but i no longer um
0: hmm.
1: recommend her at all. <laughs> so
0: yeah. i forgot why do you want to share that here
1: um, it's not important. Okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Oh,
0: that's right. I do remember why. Okay, never mind.
1: Yeah. Um, so I would say those are like the three biggest influences I had really to like get going. Um, I feel like there was a transition there. I know there was a transition when we were in seminary, um, where I was like, I feel like my home school is just not right. Like I want something more relaxed and, um, more f- Focused, and I was like, "There's just it's just not working right. Like, some things just aren't right." And I think there was a shift there, um, and that's when I started getting into the morning basket stuff. And okay. I think that's like one of the things that like totally changed our homeschool. Um, and so that would be Pam Barnhill. So I have to definitely say like she was a big influence in our homeschool for sure. um But really, it was just her podcast and like I guess she had a website. I don't I don't really read the website a whole lot, but. I think it was her po- she had two podcasts m- mainly um she does have a book now she may have actually just written another book better together and it's an excellent book i actually would definitely recommend that yeah for homeschool read um so as far as like actual homeschool resources for like mom i i specifically don't read a lot of homeschooling books because i find very few out there actually encourage or equip a mom most of the time they're just going to tell you or make you feel that you're doing it wrong and that here's all the other things you need to add into your homeschool to get it right mm. and i'm like you know i already doubt myself so much yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's just not i don't think it's healthy i don't think it's good um but i will say some books that i have loved were um were uh the well-trained mind which is funny because that one like is not an encouragement book at all yeah yeah. (laughs) it's like totally prescriptive um but i'll get back to that so the well-trained mind and um uh honey for a child's heart which half of it is just bookless
0: isn't that the same woman or no, no, different?
1: No, no. no, totally different. Gladys Hunt is um, oh, "Honey okay. for a Child's Heart," and uh, Susan Wise Bauer is the. I,
0: yeah, I knew Susan Wise Bauer. I could picture it on our bookshelf,
1: but I was like. Yeah, it's funny because we have a lot. I mean, we have tons of books, and we have like sections of books. But my homeschooling section is like like, two books. Is like four books. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, well-trained mind, and then um, honey for a child's heart. I also really love. Um, better together, but that just came out in like 2018. So that's not even like wide, widespread or like an older, you know, classic kind of thing, whatever. Um, and then a book that I reference a lot is give your child the world. Um, and I cannot right now think of who that's by. Um, Jamie, Jamie Martin, Jamie C. Martin. That's who that's by. Um, so those are like my top picks for like homeschooling books and i've only read a couple others um yeah and on purpose so but those are specific like resources uh, of course oh i'm sorry totally forgot people are going to hate me um sarah mckenzie read aloud revival
0: yeah that's obviously has been an
1: influence in our home and her book, The Read Aloud Family, I wouldn't necessarily say her book was real influent because I feel like that was our, that is our family. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, oh, encouragement, like, this is the right thing to do. Like, keep doing it. Um, so, yeah, but I've loved her podcast and other resources. Um, <sighs> what's that thing that we did last year? The reading thing, the 31 Days Read Aloud Challenge. Like, the kids mm. love that so much. Um. So, yeah, I would think, I would say that those are the big, like, influences and specific homeschool influences. Yeah. Now, I will say that um, we don't think that parts of our lives are separate from other parts. And so, like, if I want my kids to know or to learn truth, goodness, and beauty, then I need to be able to recognize it for myself. Yeah. And so, so me learning and studying and growing especially in god's word is like the biggest way that that's going to happen so i would say that there are books and and people that like i have read that actually influence our homeschool more because of the worldview behind it
0: like what well, actually, we'll let's come back to we'll come back
1: to yeah, because I'm going to ask you that question. <laughs> okay.
0: So, okay, what were your four books that you said are super influential? And that mm, you the recommend? well-trained mind. Yeah.
1: Susan Wise Bauer, uh, "Honey for a Child's Heart." Yeah. Gladys Hunt, "Better Together." Yeah. Pam Barnhill, and um, "Give Your Child the World" by Jamie Martin.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I think I haven't read any of those. But I've learned from the about from them mm-hmm. because you've read them, yeah, and encouraged them. They're like telling me the things yeah. from the books, and I'm like, yeah, that's good, right? Some of it I actively engage in, and sometimes some of it I just encourage.
1: Yeah, um. um
0: so okay, so those those are those. Mm-hmm. Before we get there, I'm curious: who are famous homeschool influences, even if they're not yours?
1: Oh, um. okay. So like, who s- are a few, like, famous ones? Yeah.
0: Because I'm like, for me growing up... I said was I there anybody? K- so, growing up, Kathy Duffy, because of oh, her... Oh,
1: of course, Kathy Duffy. I was, so, I'd i still go to Kathy, Duff- Kathy Duffy. Did so you know that? <laughs> curriculum
0: re- rec- uh, yes. reviews. She if I'm a- looking
1: for something different, that's the first place I go.
0: Okay, so, growing up, Timberdoodle, which mom put you on to, yes. was the thing. And
1: actually, you know what? She did tell me to go to Timberdoodle, but she also said, get the Kathy Duffy, like, thing... I think she told me that, but at the same time, but I didn't get that. Or maybe I did, but I was like, well, there's so much in here. I can't sort through
0: it. Yeah, growing up, uh, the internet was not much of a thing. Yeah. I mean, middle school years, that wouldn't have happened. Middle school. I mean, middle school, it started. Yeah. I mean, finally in high
1: school, there was like actual internet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I remember when it was like they make 52K modems. It's 52K, right? I don't know. 52.2. It could because be. Because the previous yeah. one was 26.6. Um, That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah.
1: So, Kathy Duffy, if you're not familiar, so is Kathy a curriculum Duffy was, reviewer.
0: Yeah. She was a curriculum reviewer. So, if you had questions... She still is. And so, she, back then, she was sold a book of curriculum reviews.
1: Yeah. You might still be... I Yeah. You, she still makes the book. Still publishes the book. Because her website doesn't include the full reviews of the, her topics.
0: Yeah. So... Timberdoodle was an influence just because, like, they handpicked curriculum.
1: Yeah. Do you they know didn't... why they started? I just read it in the magazine today. 1985, they had, like, three kids. Yeah. Little little kids, like, three, two, and one or something. And she realized that the, like, things that she was getting for them, like, it said homeschool materials, yeah. but I, I'm like, they're three, two, and one, so I'm not quite sure what that would mean um that people were really interested in them the and they realized yeah the, the latin workbooks yeah. she realized that um they could buy cases of them and everybody would get a discount like if they resold them everybody get gets a dis- discount she bought the stuff in bulk okay. and so that like grew out of that
0: oh I was okay. like that's interesting uh and then i mean she was dead but like you'd hear about charlotte mason right like i feel like charlotte
1: mason is like aside from
0: like the homeschool legal defense association which they which we
1: also don't recommend
0: they like they were uh they didn't like influence people aside from like like let's just make it legally allowed but like they didn't like right like i mean their websites like like, the direction
1: like here's how to find the links to the laws in your state
0: yeah But anyway, all that to say... Yeah,
1: there probably wasn't much. There was probably somebody around named Cindy Rollins because she is, like, old and she's around forever. But I don't know. I bet your mom would probably know that name.
0: Okay. So, Um, anyway, so who are the famous influencers That's the one. So,
1: Kathy Duffy is still around. Cindy Rollins, she's, like, the Charlotte Mason, like, guru of, like, the last three decades. (laughs) So, like, yeah. That's it. Of course, Charlotte Mason, who is dead, but, like, you still, that that's still the, like, big thing. Like, that's what you hear about. That's what, um, there's, you know, I mean, that's where it's crazy. There's podcasts. There's books. There's, like, conferences all around Charlotte Mason homeschooling. I
0: know. I remember that writer. <laughs> You're who like, started... I lived it. <laughs> remember, uh, I told you that writer started a website called, like, Jewish Charlotte Mason.
1: Uh uh-uh. uh, I don't remember it was this. It like
0: uh, like for like Jewish moms who do Charlotte Mason. That's awesome. Yeah, like That's amazing. I was like that's like that's like a that's a subgroup right there yeah. like you're all, It's
1: interesting too because you're not
0: just a homeschooler, you're a Charlotte Mason homeschooler. You're not even just a homeschooler that does Charlotte Mason. You're also Jewish. Like yeah. like you're like
1: That's really interesting. That's
0: super narrow, yeah. but like that's a thing. And like uh-huh. people wanted it.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah. who I don't there? know who, who else is famous, to be honest. I'm not like, oh, there's another person in the Charlotte Mason, Sonia Schaefer. She's like a big in that thing. I don't know. She's like conferences. Maybe she heads up Ambleside Online. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know who else is really big.
0: So I was actually thinking about it just now oh, while we were talking. Well,
1: no, I don't know. It's so
0: weird because homeschooling is like, You wouldn't, it would be hard to become an influence that becomes a bigger influence the longer you live. Because once your kids like finish, like you don't get to keep homeschooling. Because you would either need to get new kids or you would need to become a teacher and start educating somebody else's kids. And at that point, you're no longer a homeschooler.
1: Well, I mean, Charlotte Mason was an educator. (laughs)
0: So, yeah. So, anyway, all that to say is I was like, you know, like once your kids. If you got three kids, or five kids, or ten kids. Once yeah. they like finish, like you're done.
1: Right. Like you can write
0: about curriculum, but you would no longer be hands on. Yeah. At that point, you just become you're an educator. Nothing wrong with being unless an educator. you um create but. like
1: a company or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like Brave Writer, like she homeschooled her kids, and now she has.
0: She's a killer. She's awesome.
1: Company a writing company. Yeah. So. Or I don't yeah, know I guess what you, you can write
0: curriculum, but like. Uh, It'd be hard to be, like, an influencer.
1: Yeah. So as far as people, yeah, I don't really know. There's tons of homeschool bloggers, but I don't really know, like, who would be considered, like, super influential besides Kathy Duffy, Cindy Rollins, Charlotte Mason, Pam Barnhill, Sarah McKenzie. Those are the major ones. Like, I don't really know. There's lots of other, like, there's so many things out there. I mean, like, the people I love, like, um, Cindy West. Most people have no idea who that is. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know that if anymore. you're in the... She's our nature study lady.
0: Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, what?
1: You know, you might know who that is, but I don't know. So, yeah. There's a lot of people out there, and there's a lot of companies out there. Like, there's good stuff out there.
0: Huh. All right. So, now we can come around to that <laughs> question.
1: What was the question?
0: Like, what outside of homeschooling oh, influences are your homeschooling influences? So...
1: Even though I did not know this person or read this book um, before we started homeschooling, one of the big factors in how I homeschool and why um, would be Francis Schaefer. And the first book that I read, which I always get the title wrong, (laughs) How Then Shall We Live? Is that right? I always get it wrong. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know why I mixed it up with something else, but...
0: Yeah, you mix up... Does the then come between how and shall, or does it come between shall and we? I don't know. I think it's how then shall we live.
1: How then shall... I mean, that makes sense, because it's like, how then shall we live? Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah, yeah. So that, and actually all of Francis Schaeffer's works that I have read thus far, um, shaping my worldview and understanding and leading me to see, like that education is, like, Christian. <laughs> it is Christian to, to try to understand the world that God has put you into. Mm-hmm. So that is, like, major influence for me. Um, let's see. Other non, what you would call homeschooling, yeah. <laughs> would be um, Jen Wilkins' books, None Like Him and In His Image, um, because of... interesting. Yeah, because it's um, the attributes of God okay. and, like, who he is um, and then who who we get to be mm. in light of that. Um, let's see. What else has really influenced? Oh, um, Give Them Grace book by Elise Fitzpatrick and Jessica Thompson. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be a book about discipline. How to, like, give your children grace and, like, lead them that way. But I, like, read that book for myself Mm. because it's just so full of gospel
0: Mm.
1: that, like, if you don't take it in, you can't give it to your kids. Mm. And, like, I just desperately need that. So Mm. those are, like, the top four things that have, like, shaped me as, like, a human and as a mom and thus have shaped my homeschool and okay. it's philosophy. So, yeah. So my question for you is, like, off of what I just said, that it's not specific homeschoolers or companies yeah, or yeah, curriculum yeah. or homeschooling books or the Facebook group face uh, Homeschool Dads. Like, what is, like, what has shaped you to... Be the homeschool dad.
0: Interesting. Okay. Or the
1: principal for our homeschool.
0: Let me put the the dog down. It's
1: getting serious. It's
0: getting serious. No, I just hope he's calm enough. Uh,
1: He'll be fine.
0: He, uh, his hair's so long. Um, So, I don't know where I picked this up. I honestly feel like it could have been a Timberdoodle catalog. I don't know. But my view of education Uh is five R's.
1: Yes, this is true. That's absolutely, yeah. You can uh, share those.
0: Reading and writing, incredibly important, which there will come an influence from that. Okay. Okay. Reading and writing, math, arithmetic, but also reasoning and research. Uh-huh. That if our kids can learn yes, research, like figure something out, how do I understand this? What do I do with this? Mm-hmm. It could be, You know, like figuring out how to do something, you know, like we're working on the house, like the skill of research becomes a big deal when we're renovating a kitchen. Like, Mm -hmm. can we learn how to do something? Uh, And then reasoning, like doing, yeah, being able to think. So those are, Mm -hmm. that's kind of my, my view of what I've always encouraged you with.
1: Yes, that's like something that we sit down regularly at least once a year and we're like, hey, how are we doing?
0: Well, and you're just like, am I doing okay? And I'm like, look, I'm happy. If their kids learn the five R's, I'm happy. Yeah. Like, history fits into some of those other categories. Lots of those things fit into those other categories. I think our homeschool is way cooler because you've run with it. But I'm just like, hey, that's my philosophy. Um, So, as far as reading goes, Mortimer Adler's How to Read a Book is, like, my thing. We d- you despise. Yep. Like, you don't even, like, disagree with it. You just despise it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I actually do think that there can be levels of reading, certain levels we shouldn't regularly use.
1: Which I think you have actually changed your mind a little bit, some of that, in like the last few years, last couple years. I feel like you've been like, "Yeah, yeah, I can see that that's actually not helpful or whatever. Well,
0: I mean, I think it's a skill that you might need in the world, but that doesn't mean we call it reading or it's valuable. That, so, that was anyway, it. that was it. I remember now, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we can have a discussion about that some other time. Um so that would be one influence is uh Mortimer Adler's How to Read a Book. And for writing, Williams... I believe
1: that's on like um some like book list for like high school students. How to Read a Book.
0: Yeah, I mean, I heard about it regularly in like college and seminary and after seminary. Like I hear about it all the time. Um as people are like, this is such an influential book. in my thinking, like it? A mass. Uh, Mortimer Adler's How to Read a Book is incredibly influential for John Piper.
1: That's bizarre.
0: Yeah, the especially <laughs> the idea that if you cannot regurgitate somebody's argument so well that they would say yes, you got it, then you actually don't understand what they're saying.
1: Yeah, I find that uh, really strange, especially because he says he's a slow reader. Uh huh. And I'm like, is that allowed in that book? Yes,
0: the book does not emphasize what that you should do. The second level of reading called x-ray reading, where you try to understand what's the general gist of this book. He doesn't say you should stop there, he says you should most of the time spend your time on books that are worth reading slowly, uh, just because you might pick up a book on whatever subject and read it quickly and x-ray and go, okay, I've got the argument. That doesn't mean you should spend most of your time there. Um, <laughs> anyway. reading right uh so let's see what books outside of books about education
1: yeah i feel like you've read a couple things on education though haven't you uh there's that one um there was something i feel like you read just like two or three years ago yeah in
0: defense of the liberal arts education or something It might have been um i also yeah like read waiting for superman
1: I don't know what that is. It was kind of just
0: a book on like people trying to figure out how do we reform education to get better outcomes.
1: Oh, Uh, yeah. You know, just because
0: just interested in that, you know, the world and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. That doesn't that doesn't really affect how I think about education, or the world, which affects how I think about education. Let me see. Let me think. What would be uh, influential? Um, man, I don't like. What would I say? Francis Schaeffer's How Then Shall We Live is just in, just such a good mm-hmm. book. And does, I mean, I'm after I read it, I started hearing about it all in other places, incredibly influential for other people mm-hmm. yeah. in thinking about like, how the, the world works, <laughs> how history works together, yeah. how we see art um, and music and history and culture mm-hmm. and politics and all of those things. Fitting into like yeah. a worldview. So,
1: just a little side note here: the um, the history curriculum that we use, Truth Quest, she is highly influenced by Francis Schaeffer, and quotes him often in the books, as well as her whole, like her whole focus is like, um, God actually initiates and people respond, mm. and in every Truth Quest at the beginning of the whatever you call it, the beginning of the book, she, um, has you, the first notebooking thing you do, booking thing you do is what are the two big beliefs? Hmm. What are we like looking at history with what eyes? Hmm. Who is, who is God and who then is man? And like all of history gets fed through this lens. She's
0: a Calvinist. That's like John Calvin straight up. <laughs>
1: she, all of history gets fed through this lens. Um, and her commentary, I don't always read all her commentary to the kids because some of it's directed at the parents and it just wouldn't make sense. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun to like, do that. yeah. So anyway, it, I just was adding that in there. Sorry. You That's really
0: interesting because people usually think about Calvinism as about doctrines of election and predestination and Tug- all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the bedrock of his theology is actually the knowledge of self coming from a knowledge of God.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, and, but I think that like, obviously, <coughs> I mean, Francis Schaeffer is like that too. I mean, that's what he, that's where he comes from.
0: So, um, Francis Schaeffer's book. So I went, my college was big on Christian worldview, Mm -hmm. which it was like, I don't know that it was like before it was cool, but like, it was like really early now. Well, okay. Actually, I feel like (laughs) it went through a really fast. Didn't we just
1: read that Russell Moore article?
0: (laughs) I think, I think it went through a really fast rise and then fall. But anyway, um, so like learning to think about every discipline from a Christian worldview. Yeah. And, um, learning to both appreciate it and critique it and understand it and see how it mm-hmm. reflects, uh, creation or fall or all of those elements. Yeah. So that really affects how, that, that I don't think of the world as like separate areas, but like right. all of it fits together. All of it comes under the Lordship of Christ. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, that was, I would say influences it a good bit. And so that would, again, be authors like Francis Schaeffer and Nancy Piercy. Um And then just teachers I had who kind of taught in that way and taught me to think the world and see the world mm-hmm. in that way. Um, so that would be an influence. Uh, I feel like Piper would be one. Just that the point of an education is actually not to just make us learn some things mm-hmm. or make us just get a job. Produce but citizens. Actually, yeah, or to produce citizens. But, like, the point of everything is that we would actually have, like, whole being affections yeah. for the God of the universe. Yeah. So, like, we don't, I mean, some of that, I'm, like, reading his book, Think, right now, where he's like, thinking is not an end of itself. Mm. It's actually a tool that we use yeah. to help us love God. Right. Uh, with all of our hearts and all of our affections. Yeah. We're completely engaged in it. And... Uh, thinking deeply actually helps us do that. Mm-hmm. I would say I probably caught some of that in other places. Where would we get the emphasis, the influence that, that an education is not about simply about just educating citizens or creating people who make money? Like, I, I don't, don't kn- know
1: where we got it I from. I don't know where that mean, influence is. I would say the the public school philosophy is create productive citizens. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if we just came up with that ourselves. I feel, uh, I'm
0: sure there are influences think that way. I'm sure we are that influenced that to get there.
1: I don't know. I mean, because if you think about the dignity of humans, like, I think you have to get there.
0: <laughs> yeah. The whole point of life is not to just make somebody who create who, like, gets a job. Who and produces. so when somebody is like, yeah. well, you should go to this college, or they say you shouldn't go to college because you'll get, because... You get debt, And really the whole point is to try and make a a lot of money with as little debt as possible. I mean, I'm like, surely there's more to life than, than how much money you make. Uh, surely.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, recently one of our kids was asking me, why do we have to learn this particular thing? And I think they were asking me about Italian, (laughs) Italian that we've been learning as a family. And it was like, why do we have to do this? And I was like, it's not, why do we have to? It's like, why do we get to? Because like God made this world, and put us in it, and like it's a privilege to like study and learn and to be able to communicate with somebody outside of our own culture, you know. And like then today, we this was like a few this was probably a month ago. So then today we are learning, learning. um, We do geography every week in our morning basket and. Uh, We're doing Italy right now. Is that gonna like? Can you hear that on the podcast? It seems so loud. It's a full train. <laughs> um,
0: Our kids have been tracking. There's train tracks near us with coal. A coal trains so yeah. that come back empty and they leave full. They take and tons the kids have been, of coal. The kids have been charting when, when they come. When a full train leaves, and when an empty train comes back. Yeah. And so we need to mark down.
1: We need to mark it for him for them. Eight thirty. Um. Full so train. anyway so then today we're reading about italy in um a book called pray for the world which is a condensed version of operation world yeah and it says that did it say 70% yeah, 70 percent of communities in italy have no
0: bible preaching church
1: yeah I don't know if it was bible church or evangelical i don't remember what phrase they use but they have no basically no gospel witness like from a church and 70 percent and i was like guys italy needs italian speakers to take them the gospel mm-hmm. like if that's not a reason to learn the languages of the world i don't know what is yeah. but, but it's also a privilege like god is a god of he, he spoke the world into being and he spoke his he speaks to his word to us and, like, language is, like, like being able to speak is, like, a part of imaging for our creator. Yeah. And, well, like, that is a beautiful thing. And that's yeah. why we learn languages.
0: Yeah. And we also, like, we become different, uh, better people. I asked mm-hmm. in an education class in mean, my first time in seminary, I asked this 90-year-old guy who's famous for this, like, this first, this, this way of teaching with, like constant evaluation so you kind of constantly know where the students stand anyway his name's Ford uh, and I, I asked I said if you could do your career over again, what would you do and he was like I would learn another language because you learn to th- see the world from somebody else's point wow. of view wow that's cool and he was like I would learn another language because I, I, I would want and I was like not because he would like go somewhere or do something or teach yeah. something but he was like I would like to see the world from another perspective
1: yeah that's and cool
0: So, anyway.
1: Yeah, I was just... I went that direction because I was talking about, like, how to think Christianly. Like, what is Christian education? Mm -hmm. Um, Because it doesn't mean that in our homeschool, all of our curriculum is actually from a Christian company. Um, In fact, like, Brave Writer is not a Christian company. (laughs) Um, And some things I disagree with her about, like... Some of her choices in like books to give to kids, I like totally disagree with. Um,
0: when you guys are gonna do Hunger Games?
1: When are we doing Hunger Games? That would be <laughs> never. Speaking of awful influences in your life,
0: <laughs> I'm like the worst influencer in kids' life. I'm like the one who no like, other people.
1: Them. You tell other people to read this, and I'm like, yeah, why? Why would you do that?
0: What? Yeah, that's a that's a
1: that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, but. I don't know where we're going. Other influences that you have or what things that have helped you shape, have helped shape your thinking about education or truth, goodness, and beauty.
0: Truth, goodness, and beauty. I feel like I named several of them. Several of those mm-hmm. ideas that have shaped.
1: Yeah. I was like, is there anything else? I was just asking that. It's like no,
0: no. I'm pretty good there.
1: Final. Yeah. It's cool.
0: cool, I feel like that's a good place to stop. It is, that's a
1: lot of stuff. Do we so, want to talk
0: about books or do we just want to call it good? No,
1: let's not do books tonight. Right. I mean, we just talked about books, so we can do books another time. All right. But yeah, that was really great. Cool, so
0: a few people have said they like this podcast and have been listening to it.
1: Yeah, I had another person tell me they liked it. So,
0: so uh, I think I didn't tell you we had double the number of uh, like people listening. From, Woohoo!
1: that's exciting
0: Like, like just our average normal yeah so anyway so if you have questions or you're like hey this would be kind of cool
1: yeah you know, message like, us if you shoot it out. to us
0: then we'll put it in
1: yeah we actually want to do a Q&A episode
0: right but it could be a topic that you go hey we uh-huh. would like to cover yes, this yes absolutely so thanks for listening it's yeah. kind of encouraging to us
1: yeah it is so thank you and we'll hopefully catch you next week bye